Greetings. Coming back to you with uh, another segment, kind of still riding on the last um, segment and the segment before, um, talking about where are the men at in society. And um, now I want to talk about something that's been plaguing us since um, early 2000s to the present. And um, it's been um, sadly um, ramping up. With, we have more than 68 incidents. Um, since 2000 so like if you equating that to a year we're at like what 2022 and we had 68 incidents so we've had well over double at least uh, 10 a 10 a year um, at this point and that is um, school shootings um, this segment is um, about how secure are your kids um, this is um, a little bit of background of why I'm doing this. This one stemming from the Thailand shooting. Um, um, to my listeners, our uh, heart goes out to the people in Thailand. I understand that is a very hard situation for any parent, uh, but especially when it's a place where you, you don't think that a threat would go because of um, the, the innocence and the, just the sheer age of children in that facility. But um, as we have seen that a craziness and political agendas and poor mental health are pushing people to uh, violence and uh, be extremely evil in the most critical of sense of the word. And um, now evil is creeping into um, threaten the most innocent lives that we, we know of children. So um, uh, hearts go out to them, but um, little bit about Uncle Lucas. Um, I have a background that is deeply steeped in security. So before I end this podcast, I will not just give questions. I will give some answers. And um, I want to like kind of like put a bead in these people's head that might work at a facility like this. I might uh, be in charge of a facility like this. I might be, you know, even a director or something of a um, facility like this. Knowledge cannot be something that is withheld and then something happens and then it's like, okay, we got to do a lessons learned type action to fix this. Mitigation should start from the moment you built that place for every threat that can come to it in a school. All right, so let's get into it. Since 2000 to the present, we have had 68 um, or more incidents of uh, school shootings. Um, I I believe that we've had actually more than that. Um, In 2000, we had 68 incidents. I believe my last, let me fact check myself right here. Getting a little overzealous. Um, But let's just, not to scare you. Let's just go to recent. Recently, in 2020 alone, we had 86 incidents since January 8th, uh, 2020. Uh, January 8th incident was a incident that really, you know, kind of caught my attention because it was in Florida, um, somewhere close to where I have my children at. Um, the the Bell Glade, Florida, where the um, Glade Central High School where the uh, individual was a uh, student was um, accidentally shot himself in the leg. But um, 
it was it was an incident where it like peaked uh, interest because it was South Florida and Florida had the Pulse nightclub shooting. Also, um, there was another shooting in uh, in Naples. Um, and uh, various other areas in Florida and California had its had its share of shootings. Um, but we we we've seen like the areas where it normally happens is, you know, like close to big cities or, you know, close to, you know, close to like uh, areas. But we always see that uh, security wise, there was always something missed because most of the incidents generally start in the parking lot and get to the building. Um, and once in the building, it uh, the incidents tend to like that's where the incidents tend to rack up the casualties and stuff. Um, but like um, FEMA actually has literature and training that anybody can can gain to um, prevent um, shootings and stuff. But like, here's the thing: most facilities outside of public schools. They don't train their staffs on this. So you have staff members wondering like, oh, what do I do? It shouldn't be a wonder to what do you do? Like if FEMA put out information, you could go to the FEMA site and look up the information. You could take call, ask all your um, employees if you work there like, hey, y'all don't mind coming in on a Saturday and we run a drill when no kids are here and we just get prepared. That's those are the little baby steps that I think we should start making. Um, you know, the, the, these shootings are starting to creep towards the schools that don't have security or metal detectors, i.e. the daycare centers like in Thailand. And if you don't think that it has, has happened in America, let me shock you. Um, let's see. As early as what? Um. As early as June 17th, um, 2022, we had a woman kidnapped outside a daycare facility in Atlanta. Um, she was kidnapped uh, by her ex-husband in the parking lot of the daycare center and um, was, you know, taken close to her home and shot and killed. Um, he did not harm the kids. Um, that's one incident. In Indianapolis, we had another incident where, um, uh, um, sadly, Miss uh, Crystal Walton, a uh, daycare facility teacher, um, was uh, shot and killed outside the daycare center where a crazed individual wanted to just kind of just get in there, I guess. And, um, you know, his uh, intent was to do, uh, you know, like a uh, same similar incident like in... Um, Thailand, where he just went there, did that, then, you know, took his own life. Um, reason why I'm stressing on these kind of things is not to scare people in the coming events, because we know that with the coming election and with the craziness around it, these things are like, like a tropical depression right now, what we have, like, you know, it's going to build to a hurricane by the time we get to the election and even afterwards, you know, it's going to build to the storm. So why don't we just fortify and mitigate certain threats that we can 
ahead of time. Um, this is one protecting our schools from these people that um, come unhinged due to political affiliation, mental illness and such is something that we should do well ahead of any incident. Um, I think before school starts, every teacher there should go through, uh, you know, uh, a, like an active shooter scenario where they train for it. Um, so, you know, it, it shouldn't be like if you go to a facility and ask them, you know, like, what do you do um, if you hear gunshots in the parking lot? You know, like, here's the thing. If your facility doesn't already have a camera where somebody can monitor the parking lot or anything that before it gets to the door, you're already behind the ball. Let's make sure that, like, you're talking to these facilities about, like, can we have, like, cameras around here? You know, um, can we have, um, you know, cameras in the hall and somebody sitting that gets paid to be a security monitor inside and outside? That person on the outside is your first line of defense. They slow up the individual and they have a radio where if they can't slow them, they can give a call. Once they give this call, the security actions and drills that you already in the trained on goes into effect. You know, I've had I've went into facilities. I had people say stuff about facilities. Well, we have these big glass windows. OK, well, say it's a daycare facility. I'm pretty sure y'all got some glue, Elmer's glue and paper towels, you know, how can you throw a roll of paper towels? Have you ever TP'd a, a tree on Halloween? Throw that roll of paper towels, you know, at least obscure the vision. You know, like a little glue on some paper towels against a glass window, it's going to stick. You know, obscure vision, do stuff like that. There's tons of things that people can do to, like, just obscure something. So if something's too much of a headache, people tend to take the least path of resistance. You know, like, okay, so like you got the windows covered, they can't see, barricade a door. You know, if you're in near anywhere that has something heavy, take that heavy stuff and barricade a door. You know, there's there's tons of things that like you, you can do and stuff like that. And exactly to the point, the training will tell you this on the FEMA site. It will tell you exactly these things. I am literally just parroting what I would train people on as a train to trainer type person of this stuff. Um, you know, like, so what you could do is just, you know, they say hide in place in Thailand. We had the same situation where the people hide in place. Now here's the thing about evil. You know, you can't always just say that like hiding in place and barricading a door is going to help. They had doors barricaded and hid in place and, you know, the person wanted to get in there. You know, you can't, stop that sometimes but what you can do is imagine if they would have slowed them to the point where they could have slowed them just enough where police got there in time yes but unfortunately in that situation it didn't happen um but i also think that probably around that facility there wasn't things like cameras or you know surveillance and stuff like that because nobody thinks about that at these type of facilities at a high school or middle school maybe yes they already in place you have security metal detectors and stuff like that but what we're finding is crazy people trying to take the path of least resistance all right so like least resistance i know i'm going to be met with security officers and cameras and surveillance when i go to this school but what about this daycare center 
least path of resistance. So like if we're seeing that the least path of resistance is trending to these areas where we really don't want to see these things in America, we really don't want to see these type of actions start drifting to these areas. So let's mitigate it. Let's 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 mitigate it. They have the like the, the keys to protect yourself that FEMA always gives out is like pretty much run, hide and fight, see something, say something, you know, before you run, know your exits, find a place to hide, learn first aid skills so you can help others, help law enforcement, seek uh seek help to cope with trauma. Okay. On one of these things, I'm going to tell you flat out. Like uh FEMA guidance is kind of wrong on this. Seek to help law enforcement. Here's how you seek to help law enforcement. If they kick in the door and say, everybody on the floor, lay on the floor and do not move. Because they know somebody in that building is shooting, but they don't know who or how many. So the best way you can help law enforcement is when they come in the door, do what they say without question, without emphasis. Now, here's the thing that's a challenge in a facility um, outside of a public school um, grades, uh, you know, K through, you know, 12. When you're lower than that, you have kids that don't understand how to fly, um, understand rules. You have kids that like still might be in diapers and stuff like that. So it's a delicate scenario. So here's my thing. When they say shelter in place, barricade and hide, you have to think precedence in these matters. If it's a facility like this, you have to think, where is the one place we don't want this person to go? You know, like where is the one place where somebody can't defend themselves? The smaller, smaller kids. So what do you do? Consolidate all the kids. Consolidate all the kids, barricade up all the rooms. If the guy goes and kicks in the door where he thinks his kid is and it's an empty room, you know, and you just slowed him down. If he had to fight to get through that door, you just slowed him down. Now you could have everybody else in the room where you have it barricaded and stuff like that, and you could, you know, kind of like make it. Make him fight for it. Make him fight. If you know he's coming to the classrooms and you have a way to get the kids away completely from a classroom area into another area. Um, I've seen facilities where it's connected to other adjoining facilities. Take them to the adjoining facility. Because if the person's going there with a mindset to like take out kids, okay, he's going to where he knows the kids are at. He's not going to think, okay, they're in the other facility. Um, some things like people don't common sense think things out in scenarios and it's kind of hard to think um, as cool and collective and connect dots when it's a trauma type thing. But sometimes that thinking ahead of the time eliminates scenarios. Um, like I said, use in, if you have windows or something that you're trying to um, get what we call in the law enforcement realm concealment. Um, cover will stop a bullet. Concealment will hide you from a bullet. So concealment is just basically, okay, I want to obstruct his vision, you know? So like, okay, take some paper towels and, you know, stream them across a window, you know, paper mache that window up. If you got to cool, he can't see, you don't have to perfectly blot out the whole window. Just like make it where it's like a challenge to see. He's got to go find a peak hole to see, make it a challenge, you know? Say if you got paints and stuff, dash the windows with paint, anything, make it a challenge for the person, you know? So if that room's completely empty and he can't peek in and see, and he still goes through the door. Okay. Well, you know, you just slowed him down enough to get like the cops in on your side or even, you know, 
Um, the same thing goes for like um, big schools. If it's a high school or something, if the person made it past a, a parking lot and security, okay, they're in the school. Well, everybody knows that like classroom hallways are like a pretty much a funnel. You got to go like the classrooms basically have only one way out and one way in. It's almost a confined space. But what you do have is a hallway and stuff like that. So if you have windows and you're on a lower floor, that is an exit at this point. Get the people out the windows and stuff like that. I remember um, when we were in school, they used to have like these little things for windows where it like would be emergency ladders. If you had the, like the certain window that you could bust out and stuff and go out. I think that would be something that schools should start back investing into. You know, bust that window out, have the kids discreetly go out a, a window. And this person is in the halls. All you got to do is just lock the doors and stuff like that. I also feel that um, schools should be have doors that's on magnetic key card locks where the teacher has a key card where she can open and lock that door. And once the kids are in the classroom or out in the hall, the bathroom passes and stuff have the locks on it where they can get in and out of the class. But I think that would be something positive to have because when somebody's in the hall, you can just hit one button, lock every door. That way they're contained to the hallway. So then all you got to do is just, you know, pretty much contain um, them to the hallway till the police gets there. Uh, in a perfect scenario, you could have doors where the doors were reinforced, a little bit protected, and contain this person in the hallway. And then anything they do would be ineffective because most school hallways, as we know it, are cinder blocked. So, you know, with lockers on the other side of them. So, like, he, anything he would do in that hallway would be for not. Um, that way we could just lock this person down in the hallway Everybody discreetly gets out through an escape window or somewhere in the um, building where they have like a plea plan escape. And if it's a school with a taller, excuse me, taller on um, floor access. Fire escape build basically emergency fire escapes on the side of the building. So like if you had to cart people out of a window, emergency window and get them down the building, they could all go single file and get out. And we can have that threat contained in the hallway are in a passageway and people could get out. It's common sense things, but the, here's the thing. It's a money thing. How much money is your facility willing to invest in security? Now, if it's a school or a public school, pretty sure they got it. Magnet schools definitely know they got it. But if it's like a daycare center, you probably don't have it. But here's the thing. You got to challenge that daycare center. You got to ask them what's more important. Is what is more important to gain a profit off the head of this child or to protect this child so what's going to be looking looked at when they look at the the scenario and a thing like that they're going to look at like okay how much money do y'all actually provide out of this tuition that you take for this child to protect this child if none that's a problem because why should i take my kid there if like you're really only nutritionally caring about them and not really giving too much about content. You just want them to go home and be able to parrot a few words or show, like sing a certain song and stuff to show their parents like, oh, I'm really getting value for my money. But you should also be able to protect them. That's the number one thing. Once they come there, they are protected, they're fed, and they're cared for.
That means that's, that means somebody's changing diapers. Somebody's, you know, making sure their nose is getting wiped. Somebody is not treating your kid like, uh, you know, neglecting them while they're there. You know, that also comes down to the next thing. The one greatest thing in an active shooter scenario that you cannot control is an insider threat. Uh, we just recently saw a video of the woman putting on a scary mask to scare kids in the daycare center. Uh, Uncle Lucas has a, a weird incident that he had, he had happened um, when he was a kid. Um, I had a kindergarten teacher who used to love to play pranks. And now as an adult, I don't think that person should have been a teacher at all. But like uh, she once had her husband dress in a gorilla suit and jump out on me and another kid when we were in the bathroom. Mind you, I was six years old, but by the event, I still have perfect memory of it because um, for most of my adult life, <laughs> I used to always go in the bathroom and look through the whole bathroom before I would go and use the public bathroom. Um, just something that stemmed from this. So that's pretty much was a trauma from it. I guess you could say, um, I think the, the classmate that I had, he still does the same thing. Um, because you imagine, uh, and we both had issues with, um, being the kid that would wet him, wet himself in kindergarten class after that, because we were scared to go to the restroom. So, you know, it's it's people that play like oh I say people play stupid games, you know like but people play stupid games and sometimes you know like they don't play they don't pay attention to the downside of like certain things when it comes to children. There's like tons of things that you could do to a kid that will traumatize him in certain areas for life. Um, so I am very protective of children. If you know me, you know that about me. You know that a quickest way to like piss me off is to do something crazy or um just ignorant around a child i also like don't really like when people argue around a child i'm like okay if you're an adult and you find yourself arguing around more than three children with another adult then you're not an adult at this point it's like you're a child having a tantrum and the audience of this tantrum is children you know so you know if you can't civilly talk when you're around children, then take it somewhere else. Take it away from the kids so they don't have to witness this because, you know, it's it's hard for a child to, like, understand what is wrong. But then they think that's the way you operate. That's how you communicate. That's that's how adults talk. So when I get mad at my little friend over here, I'm going to argue, scream, and yell just like I seen that adult do, you know. And that's why we have things like abuse and stuff like that. That little boy saw dad get mad with mom and then haul off and slap her. So when he gets mad with a female, like, that's cool. I can just do that and it'll alleviate my problem. You know, and that's not cool. So um, we have to be mindful that uh, protecting children and protecting um, schools also starts at home. Um, if you have that mentally unstable person, they shouldn't have a gun. Um, if you have that person that, you know, is, uh, you know, unhinged that might, uh, that has histories of, um, you know, snapping or going off the deep end, they shouldn't have a gun. No, um, arguably like other than self-defense, um, they shouldn't have a gun. And if they do have a gun, it shouldn't be a high capacity gun. 
or you have like 90 rounds at your disposal in any magazine that you have. It shouldn't be that. Um, but you have powerful interests that will fight to make sure that people have this. So this is getting back into where I was saying people need to stand up. We need men to stand up. Don't stand up when your child is gone. Don't stand up after an event where it's like you got to go to a funeral and then you got to stand up. No, let's prevent the funeral in, entirely. Let's stand up before it. Right? We shouldn't have to bury teachers and students. No, a mother shouldn't have to bury her child. You know, that that should not happen in our country, especially from a shooting in a place of security, like a school, a church, a workplace. You know, that should be unheard of, you know. But um, there is, like I said, I will give you solutions. If you are um, somebody that's like, you know, has a security background, you can train people. Um, you're, I, have, I offer you to join your city cert. And when you get in that city cert, um, you know, kind of try to see like if you can, you know, get local um, school teachers and, you know, people at daycare centers to perform, learn how to do a drill on a Saturday or Sunday. Um uh, the guidance for if you work at a facility and you want to try to do this on your own with your coworkers on a Saturday or Sunday, go to community.fema.gov. Um, protective actions slash protective actions. They have like um, the things there for active shooter, um, cybersecurity, COVID-19, um, you know, earthquake, all that. You know, um, the best plan to have is to have a plan in place and not to have to plan when the event is upon you. Um, you know, like using, using these steps or getting familiar with these steps will get you in line with like any national type drill, because we all have to follow the national guidance in any drill or preparedness type thing that normally comes from FEMA. Um, so, uh, I would say just look into it, um, study it. Uh, disseminate the kid. You can even request literature where they would give you pamphlets and stuff that you can disseminate through your work group, through your job, to your higher ups and stuff like that and make sure it's in place. You know, it's something that like at a school, you could even get the parents proactively involved in where if they know that you're doing it, hey, and they want like they want to see the progress of it, then those parents can come on a Saturday and actually observe that drill actually observe that you guys know what you're doing. And if you have somebody in those groups of parents who has a background like myself, they can aid and instruct you on other things, you know, but, um, don't people like sometimes I'm, Oh, I'm scared of this. I'm scared of that. Like, um, I always say, be scared of nothing. Uh, why are you going to be afraid of something that you can prepare for? Right. The worst case scenarios are planable. You can plan to prevent yourself to not be a casualty, to not be threatened by certain worst case scenarios any given day of the week. So why fear it? You know, like the only reason that you're fearing it because you're not prepared. Um, it's just like if you knew somebody's going to jump out of somewhere and scare you. Okay, you're kind of prepared for it, you know. But if you don't know, you're going to get startled. You're going you're gonna to get taken by the moment. So... Um, and this, uh, thing is more mental informative. 
I've never been like an informative rant. I'm sorry for the structure of this one, but um, I kind of, I kind of take this one a little personal. You know, I got friends and families and people that I care about that like work in schools, um, cousins and stuff like that. And um, you know, I I would I would hate to know that something happened to them or either you know my my children when it could have been prevented by actions. I don't want to like to boil down to like we didn't have it in our budget. Bump a budget. Okay, your school doesn't have it in their budget. You teachers have it where you could do this. If it takes three of y'all learning it, at least three of y'all know it. You know, if it takes five of y'all out of ten teachers in the whole school that know it, at least five of you know it. Um, ignorance is not an excuse. Uh, I didn't know it. Like, okay. Somebody should know, you know, don't be the like person on the totem pole because you can't put your trust in that security guard all the time. In the shooting in Florida, the, the security guy hesitated, was scared, backed off, and the person entered the school. Uh, you can't depend on that, like the, the big burly guy to be brave. You know, that guy will hide behind a woman and use a, like use his strength to pick up a small person as a bullet chill. You know, like you can't depend on everything that you think is sturdy all the time. So the best way you can be prepared is prepare yourself and prepare others around you. Um, yep, that's my timer for the now. I'm trying to keep it down to 30. Um, so I will tell you, um, reach out to your you know, people and stuff. If you're in the, the the businesses like this, I will tell you, um, people, citizens, parents, um, reach out to these places as well. See what's in place. Ask, do y'all have this? You, you're paying tuition. You should know what's in your school that is securing your kid. You should know. You shouldn't like just be paying for something and not know what you're paying for. Cause if it was your car, you would know everything about it before you bought it. Um, and it's protecting one of the most precious commodities in your life. So I would make sure that I knew inside and out every intricacy of their security thing. Um, also, um, teachers, if you're listening, any teachers listening, like know that, um, ultimately, um, outside of security staff, that's involved, you, you are security staff. Um, that guy that might be paid security is first line of defense. Second line of defense is you. Um, so have a plan, have something and not don't have it and keep it to yourself. Have something that you can all can work on and train. And if they don't have, or won't pay or won't step up and put somebody over it, be that person, develop it, use these like protocols and these, um, you know, teaching points and brochures and um, checklists that they have for active shooter at the FEMA sites and national preparedness sites and, and build a security program. You know, it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. Well, like, you know, your facility better than anybody else. Um, you know, uh, your classroom sizes, you know, your exit points, you know, your, um, vulnerable spots, you know, so ultimately 
teachers can build those security things up to. Um, if you know how to slip out the building to, to get at the, get outside at the end of the workday, you know how somebody could slip in, or you know how you could slip children out. So use your knowledge that you already have. You can't sit there and um, play naive, scared, or ignorant um, after the fact when you could have prevented it before. Now, knowledge is power. Uh, as always, if you guys want to hit me up, uh, I want to talk about this more and give some insights on what you think schools and um, daycares should do throughout the country to prevent having situations like what happened in Thailand happened in America. Hit me up at legionlucas at gmail.com. As always, on Twitter, Uncle Lucas. Um, until next podcast, love, peace. And, and let's start standing up, man. Let's start like just answering the call ahead of time. You know, it's like there's there's no better word to me in this world than mitigation. Thing that everything can be mitigated. If you just take the damn care and time, damn near everything can be mitigated. And until next time, peace.